We sat on pins and needles all night long. Well, to be honest, I have no idea what Ping did. But I had my ear to the door for much of the night. There comes a time in the midst of the silence, if the silence lasts long enough, that you can hear just about anything. Except that what you hear is coming from your imagination and not really from the hall. I can't be sure now how much of the night I spend in a half-sleep and how much was actually spent keeping the night watch. If you've ever been in that twilight sleep and have been startled awake only to realize that the sound that you heard was actually a sound from your dream, then you know what I mean. I find that in-between phase much more uncomfortable, much more disturbing. But I am not a man of gray areas. I like on and off, one and zero, black and white. Subtlety? (laughs) Never my preferred modus. Sometime early this morning, amidst the cognizant and completely subliminal nocturnal visions, the radio beeped. I heard Ping, who said, I think he's gone. Okay, was all I could muster, this time the one short on words, unable to elaborate. I fell asleep soon after that, as it seemed now I was allowed. Two or three hours of solid, profound sleep made a huge difference. With it, I had ventured back to our reality. It had also bolstered my courage. Now in the daylight, I felt confident to open my door and peek my head out. There was nothing in the hall. There probably hadn't been all night long. It is impossible to say. I walked the square of my floor and noted nothing worth reporting until I came to the elevators and the stairwell door. I stopped in a start. There was a note on the door. Dear friend, there are a few of us left. We have come together as a community and share our resources together, only voluntarily. If you are still here and still alive, you are probably clever and believe you can survive on your own. We felt this way too. We understand. Nonetheless, we want you to know that we are here and you need not be afraid of us. You can join us in solidarity or just in loose association if you want. Tie a white ribbon to your building's door if you want to know more. We come in peace. We bid you peace, it said. Then at the bottom, the community. I went up a floor. The same note was there. I went up and up, and there were notes at each stairwell door. I checked everywhere. They were throughout the building. I left them all where they were. I went back to my apartment and pressed the call button on my radio. A voice said, Yes, I saw them. What do you think? What should we do? I began to count the silences so as to know 
other than just by feel how long they were. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, I don't yet know. I will think. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. By the time I got to ten, I gave up. It was hard to tell when she was finished. I guess Ping was a little different. I am betting a lot of the people who survived are a little different. The first thing I did, as it was forefront in my thoughts, was to write a quick primer on walkie-talkie etiquette. I hadn't been using it either, but now can see the sense in a lot of those weird army scenes from movies. Over. Over. And other scenes too, of course. It was raining today, and the emptiness of our grand building did cause me to shiver for a moment, thinking of Shelley Duvall light-heartedly trying to raise the state troopers from the Overlook Hotel's radio room after their first very big storm. Talk about a scene that portended an untimely demise. If Ping was going to spend her time thinking, I would do the same. The first question I have about the note is, should I believe it? Life has a way of making you skeptical, given enough time. And life in New York is just that many times over. After so many years here, my skepticism is on speed, you could say. So I will ponder and wait. I surely have become an expert at these two things by now.